The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, it's 50 pounds Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious how about, how about hypnosis? Let's get thrown. Psychosis? Psychosis? Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to episode 269 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet. Hey. We're going to give you guys a little bit of taste of the uh, what happens on the Patreon page. As uh, full disclosure, Miss Didi Jonet is in the middle of watching AEW's replay. So, Miss Didi Jonet, you just saw Riho and Chris Statlander. Mm-hmm. Very impressed by uh, what Riho did once the match got uh, some outside interference. Yeah, she's an 80-pound icon in the making. <laughs> uh, your fashion cast um, little tip of, for Brandy, what was your uh, analysis there? Oh, I was a big fan of her weave. And, you know, I feel like when it comes to black people, the quality of the weave is directly correlated to the quality of your friends. That's a nice way to put that. Yeah. Okay. Brandy Rose is a very polarizing figure. Is she? Yes, when it comes Why? to wrestling. Because, um, well, her last name is Rhodes. And, you know, she'd be trying to push that around. I mean. Not like, you know, it'd be different if it was like, you know, Dustin and Cody's sister. Whose last name? Oh, because she married into it. Yeah, and so people mm. have a hard time trying to give her that leeway or that respect that she feels like um, comes with that. <laughs> what kind of botch was that? The fuck? I'm sorry, that was Christopher Daniel. Um, back to Brandy. Here's the thing: white people do it all the time, so I don't care. <laughs> And that's really just the long and the short of it. Like, should she be saying, I'm a rose, like that means anything when you married into it? No, but so what? You know, there are plenty of wrestlers who are great wrestlers. Triple H only got to be who he was because he married Stephanie. And we all are better for it. So maybe marriage works. Hmm. Very interesting take. But, yep, let's get it out of the way quick and fast. This episode of the Wrestlecast is being brought to you by The Dark Match over on Patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. Hear more expert analysis about AEW Dynamite and our before and after conversations of the Wrestlecast and Cast of Strong Style as well each and every week on The Dark Match only on Patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. Okay, Misty Dijonet, I don't have any news except for uh, there were three five-star matches that took place at the Tokyo Dome this past weekend. 
Mm-hmm. Will Ospreay versus Hiromu Takahashi for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. I told y'all it was going to be a classic. It was a classic. We had the IWGP Heavyweight title match of night one between Okada and Kota Ibushi. Another five-star match. So two five-star matches on the same night. And then on Sunday, the ultimate double champion match, the IWGP Intercontinental Champion Naito versus the IWGP Heavyweight Champion Okada. That turned out to be a five-star match as well. And it concluded like a six-year story for Naito winning this championship. If you've been following New Japan, I've been following New Japan for four and a half years. And for Mm -hmm. the whole time, it's like, damn, every time this dude gets close, something happens. He loses or somebody gets in front of him or somebody takes his spot or they just don't get or he just doesn't get to win. Or he finally in the main event, but damn, he lost. So, yeah, they paid they paid off a whole saga in this title match and it was awesome Hmm. yeah so check it out people get on new japan for wrestling i'm telling you just like i told you at nxt if you're want just straight up wrestling not much as far as you know sports entertainment and how they set up matches but basically like hey Guess what? I just won the title and now I'm talking and then you come interrupt my interview or you attack me during my post-match interview. Now, guess what? We got to fight. That simple. That simple. Um, that's about it. Um, oh, I did want to another thing about the NWA power thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know how you're talking about somebody just refusing a match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it happened on that show and I was like Dang, I need to send this to Dee Dee he's just I'm like a- no, I'm- no no I'm not gonna wrestle you <laughs> I love that the power of no like I don't have to so I'm not gonna no it's great what, what could be what could be better literally nothing oh some things were better maybe on Smackdown we had some returns that might have could have been better were they better? Some of them were. Oh, was that SmackDown or was that Raw? That was SmackDown. I told you I ain't been sober. Anyway. Still celebrating, huh? <laughs> new job, who New job, new year. All wrapped into one. Happy holidays. Everything just one big Pee Wee Herman aluminum yeah. foil ball. When I tell you why I'm so happy to not be at that previous place of employment of mine. <laughs> you sound like John Moxley. Like, nothing gets me down. There are pure shenanigans. I didn't have... Act- like, I'm responsible for... Essentially, my job is to take papers that come into the building, scan them, put them into a system... And then assign them to whoever they're supposed to be assigned to. That's literally the the biggest part of my job. They didn't give me access to the system till yesterday. So, like, how am I supposed to put the papers in the thing? Like, I literally cannot 
am not able to do my job. So old me would have been like, I can't do it. I can't do it. New me is like, oh, I still don't have access. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a lot to D. All right. So I, I scan it. Who is supposed to go to? Okay. I remember. I organized it. I'm ready to go. Whenever whenever you're ready to give me what I need. I still don't have access to the calendar for the room that I'm supposed to manage. I still don't have access to Skype. So I can't talk to half my coworkers unless I call them on the phone. But the phone never stops fucking ringing. What else don't I have? I don't have fucking nothing. But guess what? It do not matter. I'm okay. I'm fine. Old me would have been like, this is bullshit. Who's running these things? This is unprofessional. New me is like, mm, whenever you get around to it. <laughs> I'll just be sitting here. Or ready like, to go. Not yet? Oh, okay. Anything you want me to do in the meantime? No, no, no. Listen, I care not. I care not at all. It's amazing. Oh, I almost had to curse out my old job because I called up there and I was like, oh, I just want to make sure I'm getting paid on Friday. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should be getting paid for 42 hours of annual leave. I was like, what? Hold on there, bitch. Benefits told me it was 50 hours. And they're like, no, it says 42 in the system. I said, benefits told me 50 and they're like well whoever put in your paperwork said 42 so i was getting ready to be like oh you know hand clapping bitchy bitch mode right but no i'm a christian and again i don't care anymore so i waited a day went into the little system i saw my pay stub surely said 40 hours of regular work and 50 hours of annual leave and i was like won't he do it I don't got to call nobody. I don't got to curse nobody out. <laughs> Everything is love. And I was like, see, God, God got me. He got me. He tested me a little bit, but I had the right personality. I sent a cute little email. and was like, why she tell me 42 if benefits told me 50? They ain't answered. So I was getting ready to be really like that. But, you know, again, God got me. So, yes, everything is wonderful in the new year. Things black people don't, pay, don't, don't play about. They but- check. Listen, listen here, because I quit in the middle of the pay period, which means this new paycheck for the new job is only one week, which means I got to get all my good monies from you. I'm already late on my rent. Like, listen, these is first world problems because all I had to do was tell my mom. I finally did tell her yesterday. She was like, why you didn't say anything? I was like, because I'm a grown ass woman. I'll pay the late fee and go. Like, it's fine. Yeah, I'm a, this is what we do in the new era. I was like, she's like, you not afraid? I was like, afraid of what? Like, they're not going to evict me in day six. Like, it wasn't. <laughs> like, they, it wasn't. It ain't like I haven't been on time all these other years like, I've been here. I think one time if I'm like eight days, then like, they let me slide. I, like, I'm going to pay it on the 10th. It wasn't late until the six. Like, and, <laughs> right. and here's the get you gotcha because I pay that shit online. They don't always catch me because I have paid my rent late many a month but only by like a day or two, but the system ain't caught on. So they didn't know, but that's just between you and me. Right. right. I'm not going to do that no more though. Cause you know, I'm a grown and I'm making, I'm making adult money now. So I can pay my, <laughs> you know, they're not, they're not paying me a barely livable wage anymore. So I can do things like pay my rent on time. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. Anyway, can we talk about SmackDown? Sure. 
I digress. You know that if 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 there's anybody to blame, it's this Roseanne, my lap. It's a poppy. Oh, see, look at it. already spending some of that new adult money. No, that was gift. Listen, oh, see? even the gifts are even upgraded, huh? Listen, when people when you complain about your job, people who have jobs feel your pain, and so then when you tell them, hey. I got a new job. They give you alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's their way of celebrating. <laughs> I was gifted at least three, four bottles. But anyway, I digress. Daniel Bryan is there. And he meets the Miz backstage. Miz talks about the fiend and the things that he did to his family and his desire to get revenge. But Daniel Bryan earned the right to face the fiend at the Rumble. The Miz asks him to beat the fiend, not just for him, but for everybody. See, I told you, remember last week we were talking about like, he was like, no, nah, he can't just be putting the shit in the baby crib. I was like, well, he did have a match and he got his ass beat. But she was like, no, nah, he got to do some more. That's not good enough. <laughs> not good enough. That means at the Rumble, Miz ought to be standing at the top of the main like, did you win? Did you lose? It do not matter. I'm coming to jump your ass at the end of it. Like, even if you don't interfere. Get your licks in. He had that creepy doll. Like, that's not cool. I wouldn't approve of it. You ain't putting no ugly ass doll by my baby. <laughs> um, the B&B connection, otherwise known as Bailey and Banks, are in the ring. They mock the fans for their resolutions and say they can't make positive changes. In 2019, her and her made big changes, and they are the leaders of this locker room. Listen, just because you got a haircut and color... Let's not do too much. <laughs> Lacey and Dana arrive. Lacey says they can't stop talking about her daughter, which they weren't even. First of all, your daughter's a bitch. Wait, you can't say that about children. Your daughter is potentially violent because she swung on Sasha like a thug. But anyway, she wants to set a good example and build a great life for her. Then tell your daughter not to swing on grown people. Just throwing that out there her resolution is to show you can stop the bad guys oh that's what it is are they bad because they're ethnic lacy mm. see it says even when you don't see it says uh alexa and nikki arrive in question if they belong in the match nikki says they do if they want a shot at the tag titles so basically it's a it's a three team a triple threat a triple threat match that's what they call it so Lacey has a top and the mural sort misses as Banks pulls Bailey out of the way real friends Bailey to belly follows but Dana and Bliss make the save there's a breakdown Dana tags and Lacey she hits the woman's right and Dana hits the swanton on Sasha for the win D- Dana got the win Dana got the win <laughs> rolling with you, Lacey Evans see what, happens, see what happens when you start dating Batista <laughs> play chess not checkers you goddamn right Dana I'm proud of you you deserve you see highlights of Dolph ruining the fruitcakes Otis gave to Mandy Mandy wishes Otis a happy new year and asks if his mom made anything so he tells her to ask Dolph his mom saw what Dolph did that's rude. You can't just mess with the mama's fruitcake. Although it's fucking fruitcake. Fruitcake is horrible. Do you like fruitcake? No. Just checking. My mom likes fruitcake. My grandma makes one every Christmas. Let me tell you. You hang with older people long enough. My brother told my mom. He was like, we don't have to live like this anymore. 
but you don't have to do that. <laughs> it's, it's very bad. Um, the Miz walks backstage and meets with the New Day. He's not in the mood for fun, as Biggie says he watched the balls drop. <laughs> I enjoy Biggie. He he gives me like your neighborhood creeper, but nobody's really mad at it. <laughs> Well, he's a preacher's kid, so, you know. Them the worst ones. Right. We all know that. Yeah. Bless him. I enjoy him. Kofi tries to cheer him up, noting his accomplishments. Miz don't want to be cheered up and talks about the fiend's actions against his family, and he spills the New Day's tray of pancakes. How dare you? Miz is just mad, so he wants to fight. So Kofi's like, sure, I'll fight you if it makes you, if it makes you feel better. Because Kofi's a real friend. What? Oh. Where you at in the AEW? Take a peek. Um, them, them twins who aren't twins. The Young Bucks? Yeah. God, their tights are ugly. <laughs> they're, they're, they're helping out SCU. Even in Neon Green, they're atrocious. My God. Who's this character? No sh- <laughs> What did they throw at him? Is that a shirt or a jacket? They do something that's on ball guy in a jacket, and it was hilarious. I might be tipsy, though. Oh, yes, black man. You better jump over the top rope. I think that is such amazing athleticism when they can, like, literally jump over the top rope and do that flip. Because I'm like, I can't jump that high. Like, so it's like, I got to jump that high and go that far? It's crazy. Yeah, that's our man Scorpio Sky. Oh, you better flippity flip. That's Christopher Daniel. Christopher Daniel got fat too. Not real world fat, but like wrestler fat. Yeah. He's still real world then. Yeah. But um, he's like wrestler. I'm drinking more beer than I used to and working yeah. out. Doing less sit ups than I used to before. He's like, I'm eating. <laughs> I'm not working this shit off. But I'm good enough. Which I'm not mad at. Live your best life, honey bunches. Um, Elias arrives and sings a song while wearing a lovely kimono. His beard is just glistening in the sun or the lights, whatever you want to call it. It looks like the sun to me because, ugh, could you imagine? He mocks Sammy, Shane McMahon, The Revival, Ziggles, and Baron Corbin in the song. I would too. Can we talk about Dolph Ziggles and his um, extensions? And you know their extensions because, like, literally everybody else in the WWE who has any sort of hair, the men at least, wet their hair before they go out into the ring. Not Dolph. No, no, no. Dolph's hair is perfectly dry because Dolph's extensions are probably glued in and he don't want to lose one like Charlotte be doing sometimes. That's my theory. Hashtag fashion cast. Um, Cole breaks down the revival's recent run of bad luck. Backstage, they complain about being made into bad jokes. They want respect, and they won't be made into clowns. Um, followed up by that is Shorty Gable arriving and saying they shouldn't feel bothered and that they should embrace who they are. They mock Gable, and he says he doesn't care about the short jokes, and that sets up a singles match between Gable and Dash. Aren't they the same height? Or is he shorter? I think. Ch- I think Chad Gable may be just a slightly shorter. <clears throat> Shenanigan. 
put some lift in my put some lifts in my shoes and be like, who's short? <laughs> All right. So Gable and Wilder. Gable gets the ankle lock on and dash taps. Boom. Roasted. The revival attack and lay out Gable with the shatter machine. Seamus arrives. Come on, Ireland. He runs them off. But then lays out Gable with a bro kick. Cause he's still all day long. Man, he is he was always ripped, but he was super ripped. I would do some strange things to Seamus. And I would not feel bad. Yeah, you're you and your gingers. Yeah. It's like you're a ginger and you're tall and you got an accent. Like What's not to love? I told you about the time I almost went home with the Irishman. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. If only I was drunk enough to make a poor choice. Mm-hmm. Sobriety, man, doesn't help out anybody. Could have been a princess of Dublin. You never know. Uh, Kofi versus The Miz. He cuts off The Miz with a kick and a flying chop. The boom drop lands, but the trouble in paradise is countered. Kofi cradles Miz for the win. He... Miz attacks post-match, but Big E runs him off. He then snaps at the fans, claiming he gave them everything. Who the Miz did? Yes, the Miz uh, went like pseudo beginning of a heel turn right here. Why are you mad at the fans? Because you have terrible security at your house. (laughs) That's a you problem, not a we problem. We didn't do nothing to the baby. That was you and Maurice. What's that called? (laughs) Because <laughs> the home system should have got you a ring, should have got you a oh. <laughs> <laughs> ADT. That's exactly what I was thinking of. ADT. Those are the choices you made. Anyway, Daniel Bryan and Roman are interviewed. He says that the fiend has broken everyone but him. He will walk out of the rumble as champion. First of all, the fiend tore your hair out. <laughs> Who do you think you are right now? <laughs> Rain says challenge. Right. Like the delusion. Rain says that's perfect as he will win the rumble and then he'll face off with Daniel Bryan after. He wants the title back. He never lost. And Brian says he's always ready for it. Oh, that would be probably good storytelling because everybody was mad at Roman for beating Daniel Bryan that one time, huh? Mm-hmm. Full circle moments. Rain says Corbin and Ziggles aren't ready for them. Oh, because they're going to have a tag match later. Kathy tries to interview Miz, but John Morrison, <laughs> a.k.a. Johnny Mundo. A.k.a. Johnny Nitro. A.k.a. <laughs> I was going to say A.k.a. fine as hell. <laughs> oh, I was going to say Johnny Impact, so let me slip that one in there first, and then you can finish with that one. <laughs> Ooh, he's attractive. My God. Um, but he appeared and he says that Miz has nothing to say. I missed that. I don't know what I was doing. Was that? It, it was like real quick. Listen, they don't need to tease Johnny Mundo like they did Elias all those years ago. We didn't know what Elias was about. We know about the Johnny Mundo and the Johnny Nitro and the Johnny Morrison and all them Johns. Melina's John. What other Johns was he? He was a couple more Johns. Point is, I want to see him preferably shirtless. Thank you so much. <laughs> him but, and uh and Tony Nese need to have a ab contest. Listen, shirtless, slow-mo, it's what we deserve. Oh my gosh. 
could we have an ab off? Like, can we just objectify men a little bit? Oh my gosh, that I was thought that's what the ladies think WrestleCast was all about. Oh my bad. That's only quarterly. That's not fair. <laughs> it's only quarterly. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Y'all, I am a fool. Anyway, Gulak arrives and says Otis has no chance with Mandy. First of all, pretty women date ugly guys all the time. Personality. Personality. Otis is just fat. And again, pretty girls date fat guys all the time. It's fine. She wants a man like him or Dolph, not Otis, who looks like he's leaking butter. First of all, that's mean. Second of all, Mandy and Dolph are not going to share extensions, so that's never going to work. <laughs> so that's just out. I don't remember what Drew Gulak looks like offhand. Hmm. I, I think the other night I saw a Otis fan. You the, saw me? Like I'm not. <laughs> in the form of like a eight or nine year old youth hockey player. Let oh, me, that's adorable. Let me explain. Mm-hmm. So the kids are playing in between the periods, uh-huh. and uh, this kid scores a goal. Right. And when he breaks out his celebration, mm-hmm. what does he do? The worm. Hell yeah! What an icon! <laughs> Shit, Tony Neese got the body. Okay, now that I have researched it to make sure that I was not confusing Tony Neese with Drew Gulak. No, I you weren't. Even- no, I wasn't. My God. I am even more convinced that Mandy would pick Otis over Drew. <laughs> yeah, I fully believe that. So while he's insulting Otis, he says he has a 370 slide PowerPoint presentation to explain all of this to Otis. First of all, nobody's looking at a PowerPoint with more than 10 slides. Thank you so much. Second of all, who uses PowerPoint anymore? Like, no. You just say you can Google it and then nobody ever actually looks up the information. Don't you know anything? Anyway, Gulak slaps Otis and says Mandy will never choose him. Otis fires up and follows with slams and then the caterpillar. And then Otis lands the Vader bomb to get the win. Ooh, do you think he's related to Vader? Oh, yeah. I have a theory. Yes? I think you've noticed. I feel like everybody who's wrestling now is related to everybody who was wrestling then. It's fun. Uh, in some form or fashion. It's fun for me. Like, I really kind of think Adam Cole and, you know, Sean Hakenbottom might be related. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. And then I kind of feel like Elias looks a lot like Randy Savage a little more than just, like, a coincidence. And, you know, mm-hmm. all me crazy. Uh, Elias and James Storm look awful alike, too. Let's Google James Storm. I remember him from when he was with that other guy. Yeah, he was with uh, the guy who got suspended, a.k.a. Glorious, a.k.a. He got suspended? Yeah. Well, why? Wellness policy. That They didn't say <laughs> what it was, but yeah, steroids or something else. The older side of life. You don't want them looking like Chris Jericho 2020. (laughs) You gotta gotta let him do what he needs to do. Be nice to Jericho. He'd be the legend. 
be clear, I love Jericho, and I'm not mad at the body. It was not even a good picture that they used to make the comparison, but it was like, God damn. Oh, he does look like him. But he's from Tennessee. Where's Randy Savage from? Randy Savage is from, like, Kentucky. Come on, Southern? Yes. First of all, Randy Savage and Elias have the same fucking face. Like, it is literally the same thing. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Like, I know we were talking about other things, but I don't care. Oh, because he's Italian and Jewish. Is Elias Italian? He looks like he would be. If he's from Pittsburgh, he probably is, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Good good chance. Good chance. And maybe their cousin. Anyway, Braun Strowman had a match with Cesaro. Sam Mito is in the ring distracting. Yes. Distracting Braun as Cesaro runs him into the post. Braun, Braun, Braun hits the power slam anyway for the win. Take a drink. Nakamura is around and he lays out Braun with a Kinshasa post match. Well, that's not nice. I love Nakamura. But I really would like for them to go back to his original music. Like, I just want to sing the song. <laughs> but the people just do what you do anyway. They just sing over the new song. They just sing it's the like, old song over the new song anyway. It's exactly that. It's like, you're not going to stop me. So just go with me on this journey. Like, <laughs> right. Like, I'm still going to sing it. It sound better if I had my correct accompanying music, you know? Ooh, we're almost done. The last match of the night. Roman and Daniel versus Ziggles and Corbin. Brian fires up with strikes. A clothesline follows with a corner drop kick. He lays in kicks and then an avalanche runner. Uh, Brian then delivers kicks until Dolph cradles him for a two count. Brian puts on the lead. Mm, I'm talking too fast. Brian gets the yes lock. Corbin makes the save. It breaks down. There's a Busaiku knee on Dolph and then the lights go out. The lights had gone out before, but it was just like a tease. But this time when the lights go out, the feed is there right in front of um, the announcer's table. Brian has a suicide dive and they brawl onto the floor. It's not in the notes. I'm going to go ahead and call that a distraction. (laughs) The fiend cuts him off with a mandible claw and slams him through a barricade. He then disappears. And the officials check on Daniel Bryan. Dolph and Corbin attack Roman. They handcuff Reigns. They have dog food and they're ready to disrespect him once again. But guess who comes back to make the save? It's the Usos with the haircut. I don't like it. Yeah, they 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 look too clean cut. Mm, I'm not a fan of it. It's like like did him, them and Joe get together and be like, well, I'll go long and you go short. <laughs> Especially from the last time we saw him when they were straight thugging. Right. And it's like it's like a like a low mullet kind of zhuzh. Like I don't mm, it don't curl all the way over for me. But luckily for them, they still find as hell, so it really don't matter. But what's to the point? They're going to save their cousin. They take out Dolphin, then Corbin with dives. They unlock Roman and they stand tall together. Didn't they kick Corbin? They kick somebody. Yeah, they super kick Corbin. Yeah, they super kick Corbin. And then they stand tall in the center of the ring. As the Good Samoan Coalition that they are, 
that is how SmackDown ended. If you were on social media, you may have seen them and was it Tamina? In a photo together about their family. It was somebody. Okay. One of the girls. I don't remember. It was a, it was either Tamina or it was Tamina because the other one is still recovering from surgery. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Naomi is nowhere to be found. No, it's not Naomi. Is Naomi pregnant? Wouldn't that be funny? If she's like disappeared for a year and a half and was like, yeah, I had a baby. Oops. Yeah, oops. Exactly. My ass ain't pregnant. But it's like, that'd be the only acceptable reason for why I haven't seen you in eight fucking months. My God. Right. I mean, I understand your husband was going through some stuff, but that the both of y'all gotta be off of TV? Like, oh, like we love Jimmy and all, but... Or is she married to Jimmy? No, she's married to Jimmy. We love Jimmy and all, but... So what? Don't be like Natalie. <laughs> don't be like her. You don't gotta be where your husband is. You can go to work. It's good. Brings money to the table. Yeah, poor TJ Wilson. He don't never see his wife, and he had a broke neck. He'll be all right. And Natty was still out there grinding. Natty was home for a real long time. Too long, if you ask me. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because when we first started doing the podcast, it was like, when is Natty coming back? And it was always like, her husband almost died. And you were like, like yeah, and? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, oh. but he didn't die, though. So it was taking her <laughs> so long to come back. <laughs> it, it was great. I was like, but did he die, though? No, he didn't. So what? <laughs> okay. Like, get an at-home nurse. Put in a little baby monitor so you can view her. Make sure that she ain't assaulting her husband. Or sleeping with your husband. And then you go to work. Like, this should be obvious. Listen, y'all know I'm terrible, one. But two, y'all know his ass would not have stayed home. Equity. Fairness. That's what I live for. Yes, you better beat the shit out of Cody. I tell you, I love the flippy shit that the luchadors do when they do it right. Yeah, the Lucha Brothers are amazing. Phoenix is just fantastic. Is Phoenix the little one or the big one? He's the little one. He's the little one. one. Yeah. Other one is Pentagon Junior. Look That's at me, right. I know things. That's right. Yes. I recall things. <laughs> now it's time for us to recall what happened on Monday Night Raw. We start off with DD's fave, Brock <gasps> Lesnar. He should have to work. You're rude. I was in this room. Just... So- Go ahead. I'm sitting up here gasping over this little thing, this move that I don't know the name of, where Cody looked like he landed right on the back of his neck, and then you're going to bring up Brock Lesnar. <laughs> like, way to kill my vibe. Thanks so much. Sorry. Are you? <laughs> you're not sorry. <laughs> Paul Heyman was even more rude. Yes, he was. As he, as he starts off the promo with, Happy New Year to you too, bitches. I cackled. It was funny. I think somebody yelled at him right before he was getting ready to talk, and that's why he said that. Mm. I don't think he just started off with that to be like, hey, America, I'm calling y'all some bitches. Uh, He introduces himself. He introduces Brock. He says that they will make history. He says Brock wants to know who, who will challenge him at the Royal Rumble, but he thinks no one deserves the chance or is man enough to step up to him. Paul says, you don't boo Brock, not when Brock is about to do something unprecedented. He said Brock beat Taker at Mania. He's won all the big titles. 
and Paul suggests that they all challenge Brock because Brock is entering the Royal Rumble. He's going to enter first and he will be in the ring last. Brock is the beast. He will conquer and he will win. That's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. Paul has the best lines. Well, you know, that must mean the world, the men's Royal Rumble match is going to be the first match of the night. Oh, yeah, because you know, Rock don't, he don't work. He'll be done by 8.30, so, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Who do you think is going to eliminate him? <laughs> um, um, <laughs> Ray Mysterio. Um, no, no, I don't. Uh, who's in the not not realistically? It could be a Braun Strowman, but uh, if he's gonna lose the title, then I don't know. This would be the perfect time if somebody is listening. Here's another free angle you guys can have. Pretty sure somebody's thought of it. We'll see if it gets past, you know who. Kofi. Mm, that makes sense. And then that's then, how Kofi gets his rematch because yeah. he never got a rematch. Ah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yes. Well, if we wanted to be, you know, ethnic about it, you know, it could be him and Big Double Team. But Kobe being the one to do like the last thing to put him over. Right. But you know what they do? They always do the thing with Kofi and what they do with Naomi is a really creative way for you to be out of the ring, but not out of the match. Mm-hmm. But it would be nice that he was able to do that and then get back into the ring and then get rid of Brock. That would be nice. Oh yeah, the place would go crazy. Yeah. Backstage, Rey Mysterio was interviewed and says that his U.S. title match means everything to him. He only has days, not years left. Andrade is great, but he doesn't deserve to represent the Latinos, and he will take his title back. Uh, They had a little bit of a timing issue here as we got the uh, Spanish version of the promo followed immediately by the English version of the promo. (laughs) Andrade versus Rey Mysterio U.S. title match. Rey battles back, hits a destroyer, and covers for for two count. But Andrade's foot, oh, actually for three count. But Andrade's <laughs> foot was on the ropes thanks to Zelina Vega. Post break, <laughs> the match continues. Rey flies. Oh, yes, big time shenanigans. Gotta love Zelina Vega. Not even that. Just because there has been plenty of time when the foot has legitimately been on the road. And the ref has been like, oh, well, I called it how I called it. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, they want to make a re-up, even though they ain't seen shit. They ain't asking no replay. They're just like, okay, we can start the match again. Ray flies. Andrade dumps him into Zelina Vega. And Andrade whips Ray into the steps. Back in, the ref checks on Ray. Ray then rolls to the floor to check on Zelina Vega as the referees check on her too. Back in the ring, Andrade hits Ray with the hammerlock DDT and Andrade retains the United States title. 
see what happens on your gentlemen. Nothing good. They finally put some stakes to this rivalry. We watched this same rivalry play out on SmackDown. I think they had better matches on SmackDown, but they didn't have any stakes attached to it. They didn't get mm-hmm. the big match at SummerSlam. So now on Raw, they're running the same program back, but now they got a title involved. So, Oh, you mean Raw did it better? I'm saying SmackDown okay. did it so much better. Oh, so Raw first. Yeah. familiar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Raw just added the stakes to it. And SmackDown, they could never get the title to to either one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin and Samoa Joe are interviewed, and they agree that they don't play well with others, but in this case, they need each other and will work together. Joe wants AOP and Seth Rollins in a match tonight and says that they have a third guy. Joe says he knows a guy and tells Kevin to trust him. Seth and the AOP walk, and Charlie talks about the challenge from Kevin and Joe. Uh, Seth says they live for challenges and is taking Raw to new levels. He didn't ask to be the chosen one. The fans made him a visionary and a messiah. They are a united front, and if anyone stands up to them, they will be taken care of. Mm. Now, they're pushing this Monday Night Messiah. I only like it because I like alliteration. Other than that, it gives me nothing. Is this your leader? Is this your messiah? (laughs) Come on, Killmonger. (laughs) The Street Profits arrive, and they are here to change the game. Tonight, they said they're going to win the tag team titles because you know what they want? They want to smoke. So it's the Viking Raiders versus the Street Profits versus the Good Brothers. Raw tag team title match. Dawkins and Eric tag in. Dawkins runs wild and tags in forward. The frog splash follows. Carl dumps him and covers for two as Ivar makes the save. It breaks down. Ivar blind tags in, hits the top rope splash, and the Viking Raiders get the win and retain the Raw tag team titles. Um, have you gotten to the part of the night on AEW with John Moxley yet? Mm-mm, I don't think so. What do you tell me? What you see? Uh, I'm in my bathroom, so I see my reflection. Hold oh, on. Oh, looking at herself, so lovely. No. So beautiful. Like the narcissist that I am. Making sure the skin is popping for the evening. Listen, I had to put, you know, my hair's straight right now, so I had to put her in pin curls so she could be curly in the morning. You know, there's a process. Listen, I was trying to be healthy like I was supposed to yesterday, and I took my, my um, contacts off on one eye, right? And I go to take the contact off on the other, and I can't get it out. But then I'm looking at my eyeball, and I'm like, is it out or is it not out? And I still don't know. So. Oh, that's always the worst, yeah. No, where I'm at right now is there's a guy in a Burberry scarf and DDP just came out. Oh, that's MJF. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I feel like AEW moves awful slow. Mm, Maybe not. Oh, did you see the part where Hangman Page was in the crowd drinking people's beers? Yes. Yes, I did. He's cute. I would let him drink my beer. Hopefully, luckily for him, alcohol kills germs because there were some sketchy people he was taking beers from. 
Well, here's the thing. 50% of the world has herpes. So maybe he's just like, who cares if I get cold sores? Doesn't matter. <laughs> you know? He's just like, you have a cold sore, you have a cold sore, who cares? Because I'd be like, what's how you drink off of? <laughs> you know what I would do? I would go get a beer from a girl. Because if a girl is at the match, she probably got on lipstick. And you can see where she drank from. And you'd be like, mm, other side. Boom. Wonderful. Yeah. But no, I saw him. He like the little the little baby. He wanted to like give a high five and like he missed his opportunity, but then he got it the second time. He was like doing a little shake in the corner. I was like, you better be cute. He dapped up the same guy twice. And then he got like everybody behind. I was like, that is so sweet. Like if you're a fan and like you the your guy comes like right by you, drinks your beer and daps you up twice, you got stories for years. Yeah, he's as we uh, take another detour into the dark match, uh, he's right at that point where like he's so over where they could put him in the main event and he could win the title and everybody mm. would be there for it and love it. Mm. Or he's going to turn heel on Kenny Omega and everybody going to hate it and he's going to be like the new shit on the heel side. Both of those things make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> Either one is around me. Because first of all, being a heel ain't never stopped no show for me, myself, personally. You know who probably look good without that shirt on? DDP. Because he do that yoga. Yeah, you know his ass is in shape. He looks really great for his age. Not even great for his age. He looks great. Because yeah, he's oh, like 60-something. He looks great. Speaking of people... Who are like really old and look great. Kevin Nash looks amazing. And he was talking some shit on Twitter, like how people were talking about him, I guess, not being able to wrestle. And he's like, Nick, he was basically like, I'm fucking old. And I was like, Kevin Nash don't need to do nothing but stay fine and come around WWE with that shirt off every now and again. Like, that is literally. You just like that salt and pepper. That's all that you're attracted to. Listen, first of all, you tall. Second of all, you cute. Third of all, you got a salt and pepper beer? What? Listen, I almost started talking to my ex-boyfriend, right? And I'm talking about XX, like, listen, whole other decade X, right? (laughs) But he got salt and pepper in his beer now. And, like, the upgrade that that gives, the power that that has, it can't be underestimated. Don't do it. You did not... Go through this whole transformation to become a sexy icon to go back to old work. No, you're right. I'm about to give me a little. I'm a, I'm about to give me some work at the new job. Tell you what, them people at the new job are irritating. Find you a Sammy Guevara or somebody. Listen, not my coworkers. My coworkers are so far so good. But I told you I get a shit ton of calls. This man called and said, "Hi, can I get a copy of my so and so record?" Sure, I'll transfer to the records department. He called back three hours later. Hi, she didn't send it yet. Can I? Can I talk to her? I was like, you sure can. I'll transfer you. He called three hours after that. No. Two hours after that. Is that she still hasn't sent it. And in my head, I'm thinking, my dude, you're not the only person who needs things from her. Like, <laughs> like, she, like she works in the records department. She has she has records. Like, And the funny thing is, I've seen her office. It really should have three people because there are three cubicles. There are no three people. It's literally just her. And there's a ton of paper taller than her. And it's like, you're going to have to wait, my angel. And I was like, listen, if you need me to tell them, 
expect a 24 hour wait expect a call tomorrow like yeah we can we can work that out like you don't you don't need to call back three times in one day if you needed it that soon you should have called on monday not thursday should have walked your ass down there and found it yourself like the fuck like why don't you know where your phones are (laughs) and why don't you know when you need your forms i was like you are ridiculous and she was so funny. She was like, I was about not to send it. Because she was like, I was ready to hit send. And then he called. <laughs> I was like, listen, Lord knows my petty ass spirit. You'd have got that shit on Monday. Don't call me. Back to Monday Night Raw. Kevin wants to know who the mysterious partner is. So Joe says that instead of telling him, he's going to show him. Wait, so- before we re- before we reveal it, who did you think it was? Ricochet? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I don't know that I thought it was anybody. Um, but I definitely didn't think it was who it was. <clears throat> just because, you know, that's just what they do. Build it up and it's somebody so obvious. Yeah. But anyway, Kevin sees who it is in this room and he smiles, noting that Seth and the AOP are in trouble. Joe tells Charlie that she has to wait to see who it is. And Becky Lynch arrives uh, doing her best Kill Bill impression with the black and yellow. She says that she's been wondering what kind of champion she is. She forced WWE to give her a match with Asuka, but is kind of doubting herself on that one. Her life has changed in the last year, but thought things over during the holidays and wondered if she could be cont- be content and avoid Asuka. So we get highlights of Asuka beating Becky last year at the Royal Rumble, then on Raw a few months back, and then at TLC. Asuka arrives and interrupts. She rants in Japanese. She's mocking Becky Lynch as she laughs. She gets in the ring, and then Becky Lynch knocks Asuka down and just just leaves. Didn't like this at all. No, me either. Asuka's a thug. She would never just let you hit her. Right. Mm Mm-mm. No, you hit me, you about to get this two-piece and this biscuit. Like, what you mean? Yeah, I like that. Nothing about that was good. Uh, Rowan walks past, uh, walks with his pet, and he runs into Mojo Brawley. Mojo wants to look in the cage, and Rowan agrees, and he says, don't tell anyone. Mojo looks, and he screams in horror at Eric <laughs> Rowan before he runs away. <laughs> Andrade and Zelina Vega are interviewed holding Ray's mask because uh yes, he unmasked Ray at the end of the match. As a as a as a I'm sorry gift to Zelina. Right, for yeah. And uh during this promo, while well, he's talking about that he's the best and things of that nature, he holds up the mask towards the camera. And then an unmasked Ray Mysterio arrives. He beats Andrade's ass. He takes his mask back, beats on Andrade some more until the agents arrive to make the save. So y'all saw y'all saw Ray's face? No, it was it came up from the back. He came up and all you saw was the back of his head. Much much better. Oh god. <laughs> Love to hear it. Eric Rowan versus Jeff Hawkins, and not the Jeff Hawkins I went to elementary through high school with. <laughs> uh, Rowan tosses him to the floor, but he escapes back into the ring. We get a spin kick, a corner splash, the call slam, and Eric Rowan is your winner. 
After the match, Rowan shoves Jeff's face into the cage, and when he escapes, he's covered in, like, blood or some type of red substance that this thing has spit into his face. What do you think's in there? Um, a salamander. I was thinking <laughs> something more like a kimono dragon, but yes, along the same lines of like some type of reptile. I feel like it's not a. I feel like it's not a snake because you're not Jake the Snake Roberts. A kimono dragon is basically as tall as he is, so that's too big. I'd be at the zoo, so I know these things. Um, it could be, but the, what's scary? Like, is it a is it a head? Like, is it maybe it's Bray Wyatt's old lantern head or something? Yeah, like, is it Bray Wyatt's lantern? Is it Abigail's body? Like, is it you know a corpse? Like, is it a skull? Is it like? the head of one of them people from Lucha Underground who was scary as shit, you know? <laughs> it could be... Who knows? But whatever... What I do know, because I know the WWE, is that whatever is in that cage is disappointing. Oh, yeah. For sure. It's gonna that come is up. What I'm sure. It's gonna come up, um, let's make a deal the door you don't want, for sure. Yeah. It's gonna be like, uh <laughs> That's what it was. Mm. AJ Styles versus Akira Tozawa. AJ looks for the Styles class, but instead he hits the draping DDT just like Randy Orton. He begins to mock Randy Orton, and then he hits an RKO, and he gets the win over Tozawa. And then he gets on the ropes, and he does the uh, Randy Orton pose. So he was just big time throwing it on to Randy Orton. Now, did you happen to watch this live on Monday? I don't know that I watched it live, but I watched... No, I watched it live. I didn't watch SmackDown live. Okay, now, I don't know if you caught this. Mm-hmm. So, after AJ's match, they show him walking back to the back, right? Mm-hmm. But they have the camera real close to him, so you can see the ring in the background. Mm-hmm. And then, all of a sudden... You see, like, a guy kind of running. Then all of a sudden, he hops over the rail. And then he gets in the ring underneath the ropes. But he's dressed up in the suit. And then all of a sudden, you see, like, security jumping the ring. And they're, like, putting hands on this dude. Or, like, trying to grab him or whatever, right? Uh So, it's like, was that a fan just trying to rush the ring? Like, did they just show that on camera? And it was like, that dude was dressed up too nice to just be a regular-ass fan rushing the ring. (laughs) And then we get this. Lashley and Lana are in the ring. And the wedding official, the reverend from last week, is here too. Mm -hmm. It was him. (laughs) So I don't know if, because he didn't come from the entrance way. He came from like through the crowd. So, I guess the security doing what they were doing, their job, thought he was a fan. And they was fucking putting the beats to this dude. They was roughing him up. <laughs> That's crazy, because why don't you know who's supposed to be... Like, security don't do a run-through? Like, 
even if you don't know where the guy's supposed to be coming from, you should know after AJ is this guy. Like, yeah. that's weird. So I heard on Twitter, some people think it was like a conspiracy. Like, it was meant to be a what the fuck kind of moment. But like, it, it, it went quick because I was watching Raw, but I wasn't watching Raw and mm-hmm. I heard it. And by the time I looked up, that's a fucking little person. You full of shit. He's not a wrong ass person. I'm going to Google his height. But yeah, when, I'm sorry. When, I, I lost my train of thought. Either way. The wedding official uh, being tackled and you thought it you was should, a hoax. You should have known who he was. Even if you didn't necessarily know. Even if shit got shuffled. And even if he wasn't originally supposed to be out at AJ and that's why he had already been out and that's why he was in the crowd because where else was he going to go because it takes too much time for him to walk down the aisle because he ain't nobody so they told him two scenes ago just go sit in that extra chair and then hop in when we signal you like somebody had to signal him so if somebody signaled him how they didn't signal security and that's why people online think it's a conspiracy C-O-N conspiracy I see, I see. Well, Lana says that for anyone that didn't want them married last week, too damn bad. They're getting married right now. So, you know, last week they didn't get to say I do. It it wasn't official. So they do a quicker (laughs) wedding and they are a pronounced man and wife. They kiss and smile. Lana then says the official is so boring and she should be happy right now, but she's sad. It has nothing to do with her or Bobby. It's the fault of the fans who don't want them married. She says to take a long look at this and we should be honored to be in her presence. So many people tried to ruin this. They are all jealous and should be ashamed. Lashley runs down Rusev for ruining the wedding. He wasn't man enough to keep Lana and Rusev arrives on the big screen in front of a tropical green screen. He says they are more miserable than anyone He took their honeymoon on the beach. He has a wedding gift for them, which is a wedding album of last week's fiasco and the bad things that happened to Mr. and Mrs. Bob Lashley. Rusev blows them kisses and smiles. Lana and Lashley yell at him and Lashley tells Lana to shut up. He says Lana stole Rusev's manhood and challenges him to a match next week. Rusev says the Bulgarian brute will return next week and if there's anything left, Alana can have it. Thoughts, <laughs> questions, concerns? Um, I, I hate Lana's wig. Okay. <laughs> Question. Is Jungle Boy and who? Jungle Boy, Marco Stunt, and Luchasaurus. The Jurassic Express. Who's the little one? Marco Stunt? Marco Stunt, yes. Fuck, he doesn't have a Wikipedia. Okay, M-A-R- He's a fucking little person. I don't care what you say. <laughs> he looks smaller than Rio. Hey, I'm pretty sure he outweighs Rio by about 35 pounds. He was depressed when months over backlash because he's a fucking little person. <laughs> <laughs> R-Truth is interviewed and Liv Morgan interrupts. She talks about Rusev versus Lashley next week. And says that she will be in Rusev's corner. Charlotte versus Sarah Logan. Sarah Logan takes Charlotte's robe and throws it around and wipes her feet on it. 
Charlotte spears Sarah on the floor and whips her to the barricades. They continue to brawl at ringside. Charlotte beats Sarah down, puts her robe on, and leaves. No bell, no match. Mm, just a beat down. The Google say that Marco's son is five foot one, and I am here to tell you and lie about their height. So, yeah. He looks like he could be realistically two inches shorter than you. Donald, have you ever met a person on TV who told the truth about their height? <laughs> No, you haven't. Nobody tells the truth about their height. Not not seven foot tall basketball players. Everybody lies about their height. That man is four foot ten. But I mean, good on you for making your dreams happen. That's like when Muggsy Bowles was in the NBA. Who believed in him? Nobody. <laughs> Drew McIntyre. I believe in him. And he faces off against No Way Jose. Future Shot DDT by McIntyre, followed by the Claymore, and Drew McIntyre gets the win. After the match, Drew dumps No Way Jose. He teases one more Claymore, and then he kills poor Jose again. He says he's always hated conga lines, but he likes the cheeseburger guy. He's never had a world title shot. He declares for the Rumble and doesn't care who's in it because there will only be one left, and it will be Drew McIntyre. I could see him throwing Brock Lesnar over the top rope. That would be a fun match. Right? Like, he's certainly big enough. Like, it would be fresh. For a single? Wait a minute. I I don't know about those things, man. Wait a minute. The Google said he's been divorced. What a blessing. You know, I can't thirst over married men. I find it disgusting. So it's like when I find out they're single, I get happy. But formerly married men, fair game. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> You're divorced. Doesn't matter. You made a poor choice. You fixed it. Won't he do it? Alistair Black versus Shelton Benjamin. They trade strikes and Black hits a knee strike and the Black Mass for the win. After the match, Buddy Murphy attacks and beats down Alistair Black on the floor. He follows with a V-trigger and grabs a chair, and he gives it a old knee to the face of Aleister Black. Seth says that he's been chosen to lead Raw to better things. The fans don't really know what's good for them, but he does. What is best for them is to eliminate people that stop progress, like Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe, and whoever their partner is. So now it's time for the main events. Seth Rollins in the AOP versus Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and <laughs> the big show. Well. <laughs> I was like, I put out on the raw cast, I was like, I'm going to be highly disappointed when it's Ricochet. I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> then it was the big show, and I'm like, I'm highly confused. I don't get it, but realistically, Big Show has been known to be a heel, and we're already essentially team heel, but you like me. So, the big show fits. Barring the fact that we haven't seen him in two years. He fits. Right. The trio. I'm going to tell you what it really is, though. 
Mm. Like the like not kayfabe part of it. Mm-hmm. AOP yeah. aren't good wrestlers, and they put the big show in there to help get them up to speed. That's that sounds correct. <laughs> because if you remember when Braun first started out, who do you have a feud with? Big, big show. show. When Brock first started out, who he for you with? Big Show. He's always the big guys who can't wrestle. They throw him in there with the Big Show to get him. To get him. You know who's really cute? The Big Show. <laughs> the not so Big Show. He's a skinny icon nowadays. Yeah. I enjoy that. Though. That's what that you know Netflix money and stuff. Oh, I thought you were about to say DDP yoga, and I was like him too. <laughs> Probably. I'm pretty sure he throws a little bit in there as a change up to whatever cardio he's doing. He's not five foot one. I don't care what you say. <laughs> <laughs> he's just not. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to have you meet Marco Stunt in person <laughs> and have y'all stand back to back. Listen, I'm five three, depending on how high my hair is. So you know, I know. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm a fan of it. It's not that I don't like him. And I don't feel like how he was saying people feel. Like, you're too little to do that. I don't feel like that. But I do feel like he's not five foot one. (laughs) (laughs) So we get a hot tag to the big show. And he runs wild on all of the heels. He mows down Seth as everybody else brawls on the floor. Then AOP and Seth, they surround the big show. Seth hits him with the chair shot. And the ref calls the match because of the disqualification. They all brawl post-match. And then the Big Show hits Seth with the KO shot. And the AOP has to drag Seth out of the ring. And up they the ring. by his arms. <laughs> can't be comfortable. <laughs> like, we're acting. So I'm not really passed out. Which means you dragging me by my arms up this metal ramp can't feel good do you see what they do for us <laughs> the effort that they put in <laughs> Seth Rollins to sell on this knockout shot was classic mm, Jericho's almost 50 yeah Seamus is 41 though who Seamus oh okay mm-hmm. you know I like to look at ages Cause I'm old, you know. <laughs> Can't be thirsting after the people born in '98. Like it's gross. It's how you get arrested? No R. Kelly. No, thank you. Something that never gets old. And that's my NXT. NXT is like amazing. Yes, it's only getting better. Come on, Triple H. Yes. By the way, uh, NXT UK, they're going to have a pay-per-view this Sunday. I think it starts at like 12. Uh, hashtag God Save the Cast to share your commentary with color on the NXT TakeOver UK 2. So it's the NXT UK TakeOver and then it's the Battle of the NXTs. Is that what it is? Worlds Collide. Yeah, I think that's going to take place during uh, Royal Rumble. Weekend? Mm Mm-hmm. Mmm. When's that? Like in two weeks? The 26th is Royal Rumble, so that'll probably take place on the 25th. Mmm. Yeah, that's going to be a busy weekend because the NWA show Power, they're going to have their pay-per-view on the 24th. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And then the 25th will be that Worlds Collide. And then I think that's something. I think that's New Beginnings, I think, for New Japan, too. And then the 26th will be Royal Rumble. So it's going to be a lot going on that weekend. That's too much. And you'll hear about it all between the WrestleCast and Cast of Strong Style. Yeah. Here on the CSPN. Uh, Rhea Ripley arrives and she thanks all the fans for the celebration last week. But she's interrupted <laughs> by none other than Your my fave, <laughs> Tony Storm. So, full disclosure, I watched this this afternoon. Didn't get a chance to watch it last night. I had to work. So, I watched it last night. I watched it before you. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, hit the play button. I'm settling in. Rhea's talking. I'm kind of moving around a little bit. And then all of a sudden, it's not even five minutes into the show. And it's Tony time. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm locked in. I stopped doing whatever I was doing. Uh, Tony congratulates Rhea and says that she's proud. But asks Rhea to remember that time that she beat her. Not once, but twice. Tony promises to win the UK women's title again on Sunday. And then at Worlds Collide. She's going to become a double champion. Rhea accepts. Then they are interrupted by NXT UK Women's Champion, Kaylee Ray, who says there's no way Tony makes it past her on Sunday. Then Io Shirai arrives. She knocks the microphone out of Kaylee Ray's hand and gets in the ring. She says that the title is hers. That's when Bianca Belair arrives. (laughs) <laughs> and she says that she's better than all of them. And she says, Tony Storm, you don't even go here. Thank you. Let that, it be nice. That shit was good. Binky came through and crushed it. Even I had to give her props for that one. Candice LeRae arrives and Rhea's like, I know. You want a shot of the title. And they just... All of a sudden, Rhea hits Bianca, and we start a big old brawl. Oh, why she had to go for the black girl first? And why wasn't Bianca ready? It's racism. God. It's racism. Listen. Stay ready, Bianca. And you mean to tell me Bianca don't stay ready? First of all, you cannot have a ponytail to the floor and not stay ready. <laughs> Those two things just don't even go together. If that's your hair, you got to stay ready. Because anything can come get you. The escalator, the (laughs) elevator, the door, like anything. You got to stay ready. William Regal books a tag team match between all six of these ladies. And he wanted to start when, Miss Didi Janae? Right now. Right now. A much-needed tag needed by Tenacious Seaman. Look at the ring sally of Bianca Belair cutting her off at the pass. Just a fingertip away. Oh, Oh, what a ferocious forearm by Belair. And the hyper-athletic Belair able to make the tag to Kaylee Ray. Swanton bomb by the NXT UK Women's Champ. Cover, hooks a leg, and in comes Storm to save the day. On the spear. Down goes Storm, drop kick as well. This is breaking down. Oh, what an uppercut by Shirai on the NXT Women's Champion. Tony Storm step up, Enziguri by LeRae. It is breaking down at the NXT Arena. 
Well, here's a little preview of what's to come. Oh, step up into Geary, well avoided by Storm. Waistlock, German suplex. Kaylee Ray looking to shut it down fast. And of course, Storm, a former NXT UK Women's Champ, would like to become a two-time oh, champ. Wow. The running knees into the corner by Shirai. Did you see the impact? Tiger! Oh, wow! Right butterfly into the backbreaker by Shirai. Well, I uh -oh. think perhaps just trying to set up Storm. And the genius of the sky looking to be cleared for take off. Oh, but Bianca Belair tanks. Shirai, what? Well, it looked like Shirai was well, ready she's... to end this thing, but instead Belair wants to do it. Well, Belair no. wants to be the one who gets the pinfall victory. That's e letting your ego rule your decisions. Tag was made and... Wow. Oh, wow. Oh. Springboard missile dropkick. Shirai nails Belair. What is going on? This is falling apart. Well, Shirai is had enough. Well, things have fallen apart in a hurry for the team of Shirai, Belair, and Ray. Big boot by the NXT Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley. Oh, knee strikes to the side of the ear. Ripley is unleashing on Bianca Belair. What a dropkick. Rhea Ripley starting the new year as the new NXT Women's Champion. Boom, Riptide in the center of the ring. That is it. This match was really cool because it had a story inside the match, which was Io and Bianca Belair. So uh, there's this one spot where Candice and Io are in the ring and Bianca's on the outside and Io hits the ropes. And where she hits the ropes, Bianca's standing and she knocked her off the ring. And you see Binky come up and she's like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I'm saying? So then later on in the match, there's a spot where um, uh, Bianca is rushing into the corner, and I forgot who it was, but Tony Storm or somebody, she moved out of the way, and when she, instead of hitting the post, she speared Io Shirai off the apron. Mm. Yeah, and then we get the thing I talked about with Binky tagging herself in, so it looks like Io Shirai and Binky are going to go off and have a little something after this. So that was pretty cool. So it was like a story inside the match, which was very cool. Um, after the match, Rhea has a stare down with Tony Storm. Candice brings the title in for Rhea, but she stops to stare at the title. Candice then hands the title over to Rhea, Rhea Ripley and she raises everybody's hands. Shenanigans. Rhea should have snatched it from her. Don't hold my fucking title. Don't touch my shit. You ain't no goddamn referee. Keep your hands to yourself. So your thoughts on these six women starting off NXT getting a lot of time uh, for this match. Just your overall thoughts on, uh, you know, who stood out to you, what you liked, what you did. I'll be honest. The match was emoji flames. I actually like all of them. Because what? None of them are MMA, bitch. Only do it. Only will. I don't like that the first person that Rhea hit out of five bitches who coming for the title was a little black girl. I do not like how when it came time to piss somebody out of 
five, well, three. Three girls against the opposite team, she had to pin the little black girl. One of the two should not have been Bianca, if not both. I totally agree. Thank you. I don't like shit like that. But other than that, great match, great people. Yeah. But that, that part just left me a little sour. Yeah, me too. Okay. But this actually brought me back up, though. Because we get a promo from Tommaso Ciampa. Hey, my fave. He talks about being the NXT champion for 238 days, how he never lost the title. Um, How he had to hand over his title. And he says he needs his title back because that is his life. That (laughs) NXT title. Keith Lee cuts a promo about having to prove himself no matter how many champions he has pinned. He says he will win the North American title in 2020. It's that time of year, folks. It's time for the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. So we have our first first round matchup as Imperium from NXT UK take on the Forgotten Sons. Um... It's Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel. So Bartel and Eichner, who make up Imperium, hit the cat suplex for a two. Cutler makes the save. The Forgotten Sons double-team Bartel, but Eichner flies in to make the save. Imperium follows with double-teams. Blake counters the European bomb, but gets caught with it on the second try. And Imperium advances to the next round as they beat the Forgotten Sons. Nothing really stood out about this match. The Forgotten Sons do have really good matches, but they're mostly forgettable because they don't win. Or because they're forgotten. It's like <laughs> self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> Kathy Kelly interviews Matt Riddle about the pairing with this Dusty Rhodes tag team, Dusty Classic tag team partner, Pete Dunn. Riddle says they don't know each other that well. But that's why it works. Riddle says, I'm a bro. He says that he's the bruiser way. And they said, let's do this. He said, Pete shrugged. And Matt said, the broser weights were born. Uh, your one, one half of your favorite UK tandem was here. Mm-hmm. As we had a Gallus video. So Wolfgang and uh, the other, the lighter of the coffee brothers. Oh. Or Gallus. I love one of the coffees. Yeah, you love Joe coffee. I love the fat one. Yeah. I love the fat one. Yeah. yeah. This was the other one. That's okay. He's cute too. Austin Theory reverses Joaquin Wild. Austin Theory stuns Wild off the ropes. He hits a slingshot stomp and the fisherman suplex for a two count. Wild fires back. He hits a clothesline and some kicks. He heads up top and he hits a hurricane runner. Theory counters with the rolling drop kick and the TKO. And Austin Theory gets the win. Now, this is, uh, I think, DJ Wild is Joaquin Wild, the artist formerly known. He got hurt right when he got signed to NXT. So he's been, he's, his debut got stunted. Uh, Austin Theory just got recently signed too over like last summer and he had that good match against uh, Roderick Strong a couple of weeks ago which he lost and then he picked up the win here but everybody who debuts in NXT loses I don't care who you are 
where you come from, what your prior status was. When you debut, you taking that L. That's a very interesting way to introduce people, isn't it? That you lose no matter what. I'm not mad at it, actually. Because, well, it depends. But for the most part, it's like, if you're new, why would you win? Right. True. As, but I almost feel like, you know how when they have those matches with legends and the legend always wins, but it's like, but you're old. So why would you win? So it's like, I kind of feel like it's somewhere in the middle. Like, if you're somebody like, who's who's the Asian guy who just came back? Kushida. Uh-huh. I feel like Kushida, and I think he did. When he came back, he won, and then he lost. But, like, I feel like it was correct that he won that first week back. Right, right. But I think it depends on, like, how much people know you. Mm-hmm. And who is it that you're fighting that I'm like, yeah, it makes sense that you won. Right. The Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, they take on Gallus. In the second Dusty Rose Classic first round match of the night, a, mus- a miscommunication leads to Wolfgang tagging in, and Gallus follows with double teams for a two count. They all brawl, and Mark Coffey is who I'm trying to think of, hits the assisted dive. Adam Cole, baby, nails Wolfgang with the Pele kick. Strong and Fish hit the high low or the total elimination and the undisputed error. They get to win. Johnny Gargano arrives and he talks about Finn Balor costing him a takeover. Finn's past is his future, and it's him because he couldn't get the job done the first time. Johnny calls out Finn for saying he's a flag bearer in NXT, yet heading to the main roster with glee while Johnny turned down the offer a few months back. Johnny then mocks Finn's extraordinary gimmick and says he took NXT to the next level without him. Finn arrives and says he should be called Johnny Promo because that's all he's been cleared for. Finn says he makes the calls and says he'll take him out at TakeOver Portland if Johnny can make it that far. Boom roasted. Call that man Johnny Promo. (laughs) Cause that's all you've been cleared to do. Like that's not even like <laughs> that's because that's all you good at. That's because all the doctors will let you do. Like damn, that's hurtful. Finn has been extra salty since he came back to NXT. I like it. I'm a big fan. And then in the oh my gosh moment of the night, because it's been teased for the last two weeks that. Uh, Kashida has a mystery partner. He's in the, the Dusty Classic, but they didn't have a partner for him. They announced that Alex Shelley is going to be Kashida's tag team partner. So that means it's the return of the Time Splitters. So if you're real deep in the New Japan Pro Wrestling, then you are as excited as I am about the return of the Time Splitters. Alex Shelley and Kashida, one of the best junior heavyweight tag teams there's ever been in New Japan, and they're coming and bringing their style to NXT. Should be a lot of fun next week. 
Too bad we can't get them coming out like they did at Wrestle Kingdom. This was 14, 13. Wrestle Kingdom 11 when they came out with the DeLorean and the Back to the Future <laughs> full-on gimmick at the hoverboard and everything. Yeah, that it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, Kushida, uh, he wears that vest in honor of Marty McFly, Michael J. Fox. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So I, I'm excited to see the time splitters. Ali Shelley is so good. It's been a long time since I've seen him wrestle too. So hopefully they get the win and get to move on and face one of these top notch teams later on. And we can get like a four star tag team match on NXT TV. Mia Yim takes on Caden Carter. Caden Carter connects with chops and strikes. The running boot connects. The super kick gets a two count. Mia Yim cuts her off with the protection neck, and Mia Yim gets the win. But the story is, after the match, Chelsea Green, a.k.a. the hot mess, attacks Caden Carter from behind. She dumps Mia Yim to the outside. Robert Stone, a.k.a. Robbie E., says that he will take over NXT, starting with the hottest free agent signing, Chelsea Green. I'm a really big fan of Chelsea Green. Like I said last week, I think she's going to be a really big deal in NXT once she gets up and going. And so this was a good little start introducing her. It looks like her and me and Yim and uh, Caden Carter are going to have a you know a little triangle of uh, matches between the three of them. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. Hmm. We get another Chompa promo focusing on Adam Cole, baby, being the NXT champion. Champa says his legacy is tainted because he hasn't beaten him. And Champa's title was handed to him, not won in the middle of the ring. Next week, we're going to have a women's battle royal, and it will determine who will be Rhea Ripley's opponent in Portland. And we're also going to have uh, two more first round uh, matches from the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. Now it's time for our main event as Keith Lee takes on Cameron Grimes and Donovan Dijakovic and Damian Priest in a four-way to determine the North American number one contender for that title, Roderick Strong's belt that will be defended in two weeks. Grimes cuts off Keith Lee with collision course for a good near fall. It breaks down, Grimes moonsaults into Priest on the floor and double stomps Dijakovic on the apron. Grimes heads up top. Lee swats him out of midair with chops. Grimes fires back, but then Keith Lee hits Cameron Grimes with the spirit bomb, and Keith Lee gets the win, and he's moving on to face Roderick Strong for the North American title. Yay. This is a really good match. Lots of big guys doing small guy things, and then one small guy in there trying to do big guy things. <laughs> so this was this was really cool. Um, Damian Priest is really growing on me. I mean, I was impressed before, but I really liked his showing in this match. And uh, they really have something with Djakovic or Djakovic or whatever too. So yeah, they got four guys right here that they could really. Uh, put in any type of scenario, tag team matches, singles matches, and get a lot of run out of them. So I was very impressed with everybody in that match. Good episode of NXT. 
um, probably was the winner over AEW this week. Um, AEW was a good show, but I mean, with the that women's match, Tony Storm being out there, Kaylee Ray, um, DJ Wild coming out, Joaquin Wild, and then this uh, main event match, a lot of good stuff from NXT this week. So, Ms. Didi Jonet, any thoughts that you had on NXT in closing before we go to the shout-outs and thank-yous? Bianca deserves better. Always. Always, always, always. All right. So, at this point, I'm going to turn it over to you for your shout-outs and thank-yous. Oh, shout-outs to me because I don't know if this contact is still lost in my eye or not. And, yeah. Amazing. Um, shout out to Jay, shout out to Tati, shout out to Mel, because Mel always gets shout out. Shout out to Greg and the baby, shout out to Sam, and shout out to you. Thank you, Missy Jode. Mm-hmm. I'd like to thank you for joining me once again for another awesome episode of the WrestleCast. I'd like to thank Anwar Starwin and Madame Lizette for joining me on Cast a Strong Style helping me review Wrestle Kingdom and New Year's Dash. So please take a listen to that on my New Japan Pro Wrestling fans. Also, this year, if you haven't done it and want to find out what all the hoopla is about, get into New Japan Pro Wrestling. Sign up for New Japan World. I'm telling you, it'll be the best entertainment if you're a wrestling fan that you can enjoy. Pure wrestling, not a lot of gimmicks or sports entertainment really good five-star matches can happen at any time. So check it out. New Japan for wrestling. Um, big shout out to Greg, Sam, classic, everybody who listens to the WrestleCast, everybody who uses the hashtag again, this Sunday, 12 PM Eastern standard time. Use the hashtag God save the cast to share your commentary on the NXT UK takeover taking place from Blackpool, England this Sunday. Tony Storm versus Kaylee Ray. Um, I know it was one of the matches. I don't have a card unless Miss Didi Jeanette wants to use some secretary skills late at night to figure out a card <laughs> for me right fast. <laughs> we'll see what we got here and see if what I can find them and see who gets there first. She'll probably beat me because she's an expert at this. Wait, for what? What are we talking about? UK takeover card UK takeover ew come on autocorrect work oh looks like I won we're gonna have didn't do it right oh we're gonna have Walter versus yo man Joe Coffee. hey that means Walter's gonna win for the United Kingdom championship we're gonna have Kaylee Ray versus Tony Storm versus Piper Nevin for the NXT Women's Championship. I forgot Piper Nevin uh, is in uh, NXT UK, so it'll be cool to see her once Mm -hmm. again. We're going to have Tyler Bate versus Jordan Devlin. So that should be a pretty good match. And Trent Seven is going to face off against Eddie Dennis. And we're going to have a four-way ladder match for the NXT UK Tag Team Championships. As Let's see what these teams are here. We're going to have Imperium, the Grizzled Young Veterans, 
Flash, Morgan, Webster, and Mark Andrews, and Gallus will be the four teams uh, vying for the NXT UK Tag Team Championships in a ladder match. So that sounds like a pretty fun word. Do you know what a Gallus is? No, I don't. Enlighten me. It is a bird. Oh, okay. It is specifically a chicken. From India, Sri Lanka, or Southeast Asia. Mm, Very interesting name for a team, huh? It sounds better if you just call it Gallus, because it's like, ooh, what's that? (laughs) They don't count on my nosy ass to be like, what's that? Let me Google that shit. It's a fucking chicken. We'd never guess that. So that means they're going to lose, because you ain't just going to name this. (laughs) Like... That's not how that works. So, please join us this Sunday uh, before the playoff games start. Share your commentary with color on some NXT UK takeover from Blackpool uh, in England. That should be a lot of fun. That card looks like it could be uh, some sneaky matches. That anytime Tyler Bate is in a singles match, a five star match could break out. Mm-hmm. All right, so on that note, for my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jone, I'm your host, Don DeLorente. This has been episode 269 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. I've been waiting a very long time to get a live microphone to talk about the Prince, Finn Balor. I'm not going to take anything away for what you built to this brand. You helped build NXT. You put NXT on the map. And I'm not going to take anything away for what you did to me. Right. You put me out for three months. You made Johnny Takeover miss a takeover. And nothing's going to change that. But that's in the past, Finn. That is in the past. And what do you like to say? You like to say your future is your past. Or your past is standing right here in the middle of this ring because you didn't finish the job on the ramp. So how about you retrace your steps back to me, Finn? How about that? You like to say everyone around here is soft. You like to say you're the flag bearer of NXT. Well, I remember back in 2016, Finn, when you got that phone call to move on, you couldn't wait to put that flag down and get the hell out of here. I got that same phone call in August, Finn. The big difference between me and you, I stayed here. Because when I say I love this place, I actually mean it. While you left and you went off and you decided to play Mr. Extraordinary Man that does extraordinary things, Johnny Wrestling showed up and I picked NXT up where you left it. I threw your map away, put NXT in a rocket ship and flew it to freaking outer space. You left, Finn. You abandoned this place. And we, we, we took this place to new heights without you. 
We left you behind, Finn, and that eats you alive. Well, you did cost me the NXT Championship. You're right, I did. Yeah, keep smiling, Johnny, keep smiling. I could come over there and wipe that smile off your face, you little rat. Well, you see, NXT is my chessboard. And what I said is a fact. You are soft. If you want your moment, go talk to Regal, and I'll give you a moment and take over Portland. If you make it that far.